You're listening to Creative Voices, sponsored by Treebark Store. Hey folks, just before we jump into this week's episode, I just wanted to update you very quickly on where we're at with the show. You may have noticed the episodes haven't been coming out quite as uh, regularly as they had been. It's been a pretty hectic summer season for me between store and weddings. So given that, I've decided I might move this to a every two weeks or every two and a half weeks kind of show. I want to keep up the pace, but also do justice to what we're doing here. And if any of you folks wanted to get in touch, and uh, maybe you thought perhaps you might have a good recommendation for someone to join me on the show, please reach out on hello at treebarkstore.com. Give us your recommendation. I'd be more than happy to talk to your friends, recommendations or colleagues, whoever you may have in mind. So without any more delay, we'll kick off into this week's show talking to our guest, Lashika Sarishene. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Creative Voices. I am joined today by Lashika Sarishene. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Lashika. Thanks so much for taking the time to come talk to me. So for those who aren't familiar with you and your work, maybe a short introduction about yourself and what you do would be good. Ooh, um, where do I start? I make videos, I suppose, and some photos, but mainly video stuff. I like to call myself a filmmaker. <laughs> Have I reached that properly yet? I don't know, but my interests lie in cameras and cinematography and uh, telling stories. So yeah, that's the little nutshell, yeah. I think. And that's always been an interest of yours for a long time, really, for as long as I've known you, it has been anyways. Pretty much, yeah. We used to talk about movies long before I owned the camera or anything. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true. So how did you start that journey? What was the well crux of it, should we say? the funny thing. Um, remember, I didn't actually care about films. This is going to be really cheesy, I'll be honest. Um, I did not care about films till about, I think, 2002. Right, and um, as long as you didn't say Titanic, there, I think we're okay. <laughs> oh no, you're not. <laughs> it's gonna be worse. Trust me on this. <laughs> so I was been, I think, two years since I moved to Ireland, and there was a friend of mine, um, Terry Lyons. Uh, I'm saying Terry a long time, but uh, Terry, shout out to Terry. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Terry. It was his birthday, and he was a mad uh, fan of Star Wars. And then I didn't know what the hell Star Wars was. And then we were all, you know, we were twelve or whatever. And then we we all went to see Attack of the Clones, which is probably most universally hated. <laughs> of all the Star Wars time. films you could have picked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how coarse the sand is and all that. But like looking back at the time, it kind of like uh, changed my perception because um, I think it was just growing up with crappy Bollywood films and like low production stuff. I remember seeing that, and it was just like, wow, the music and. Uh, the visuals and the colors and like what's going on it's like a big salad of all things yeah. kind of like visually and um, <clears throat> and everything worked really well but um, that kind of opened my eyes to how they did it yeah and um, I remember working that summer in a car wash because like I like I needed to see how this is made and at the time it was just DVDs and um, I remember getting that Xbox because it had like a bloody DVD player yeah. It was like cheaper than buying a DVD player at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then buying the, the DVDs and then the those DVDs were so good uh, because there's so many making kind of scenes, how they did it. Like they got crappier as the films went by with the extras, but like... I think that was the time when they really put yeah, some effort into that stuff. They yeah. seriously like really break it down from pre-production to post-production. 
and how much effort and work and tech and stuff they literally created. I remember like people still shit on the prequels, but like the, the amount of technology they paved the way for all the other movies. Yeah. It's quite important if those didn't happen, all those other movies you love probably would not happen. But that's I think that's the the origin of how I got really like movies. I, mean, I love the prequels yeah. as bad as the dialogue is, but you know. <laughs> yeah, just put on silent, you'd be fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you already know the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay, so then what happened next? You, that, you, Ooh, you sparked so, an interest and in, you went somewhere from there, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, at that point, I was pretty much only interested in watching movies and then I think getting to know what kind of movies I liked. And there was always a pattern, you know, you watch a bunch of movies, like, I like this. And then before that, I didn't really look into who's the director, who, who made this, what companies. But then after, you know, getting that list of movies you really like you create that pattern it's like alright oh, it's made by the same people say Spielberg James Cameron um, Park Chan-wook and all those guys um, but then you know you see you pretty much thankfully the internet was booming in the early 2000s yeah. and you could do a Google search and then look find these movies and torrenting just came uh, kind of came out of nowhere to help us poor little students yeah <laughs> Yeah, so from there, I think it was just gaining interest over what kind of uh, gave me interest as a, you know, what... What was the style of the dreams, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what's good and what's bad. But uh, I didn't actually... It's funny, I I didn't get my, I think, first, I suppose, full manual camera until 2012. Okay. That's when I got the first camera. But before that, I had pocket cameras. This This is a... This is great, you like this one, yeah. Um, so we used to be crazy party heads, you know, after 18 to uh, whatever it was. Um, I have a vague recollection of this. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, all these crazy stuff happened because uh, I suppose a group of friends were like chaotic and just, you know, doing all sorts of stuff. But then we're young and stupid, drink too much, and uh, we don't remember what's happening. And then I was like, well, you know what, I'll just get like this pocket camera. And then take loads of photos all that so um, and in the order of how things happened you'll know what happened throughout the night right so that's the origin of this is the prequel to the hangover isn't it pretty much yeah. Yeah. I remember there was like a, what was it an oxygen or something I went to and I lost the camera I thought I lost the camera and like as soon as the festival's finished uh, I think a friend of mine came and was like oh I have your camera I was like oh my god great I could actually remember what's going to happen you know it's like a time capsule of Memories, um, yeah, that's. I think I had loads of pocket cameras for about. It's probably 2007 till 2012. Probably went through many yeah. pocket cameras, but uh, yeah, but I never did anything except for just point and snap. There was none of those cameras had any manual control. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was people did tell me that I was really good at getting the moments of. Something's happening, but I'll manage to like pull out the camera and like bang, you know, take yeah, a shot. Yeah. yeah, so I suppose that's the origins, but I never thought about actually taking photos or cameras seriously at that point. Yeah. Um, then I went to university in uh, Limerick, just doing digital media design because I was a dropout of mechanical engineering. Uh, I kind of hated my life when I was doing mechanical engineering. And, uh, like this is not what I want to do, but at the same time, I did not know exactly what you wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, I knew that was the that's what I, that I'll be happy doing, but I had no idea, no idea how to get there. Yeah. Um. 
and then and then everyone's like, "Are oh, you crazy? You know, this is it's it's calmed down quite a bit." But I remember at the time, it's like, "Oh, that's not a real job. You know, it's a, that's like a hobby." Yeah, yeah. And still, people still do say that. Yeah, like friends who work in that kind of space sometimes they're considered that way. But I don't think for those people, they just don't see the value of what they're doing. You know? No, no. I mean, I mean, I think to me, it's kind of repetition. It it can't get tedious for an artist or any, anyone creating any content. You know? Yeah, yeah. Even a podcast. If you get the same type of people, it's, it's yeah, it's going to be the same thing no matter what you do. Thing, yeah. Exactly. So it was kind of. It's kind of like that, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I pretty much try not to keep life boring, regardless how poor it could be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I remember I was in 2012, third year college. I had to do an internship with uh, as part of the, the college. So my university course, digital media design. It says digital media design, but it's doesn't specify yeah it barely like we had so many sociology and occupational psychology modules and then people were going crazy because it's like what what are we doing you know (laughs) yeah uh and at that point i'm like guys well i gotta finish this and uh but we had two modules two i wouldn't even say good video modules but they were they were there that kind of kept me happy yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, as uh, basic as it was because we had uh, pretty much lectures that didn't give a crap you know we were they were pretty much like just go to YouTube and learn it. You know that was that was the lecture attitude. Today's <laughs> lesson. Yeah, today's <laughs> lesson. We watched this YouTube video, and uh, you know what? I'm kind of glad he did because uh, the best teacher of everything has been YouTube. Even like you're watching a tutorial of someone half your age yeah. teaching some software, but at least they're gonna teach it to you slowly bit by bit. Yeah, you know. I remember getting like the first Sony disc. Uh, not even a DSLR camera, but it was a DSLT. I don't think people even know what the hell they are. The T stands for like translucent mirror. Right. <laughs> but it's, yeah, anyways, yeah, it's uh, it was groundbreaking technology at the time, but uh, pretty crap now, you know, it still works. Yeah. Um, it was a good learning thing because um, I didn't know how sensors or light and uh, what the hell is dynamic range, lenses, blah blah blah. It was. It was great. I mean, I think up to this point, the thing that's most fun is when you actually get a new equipment or toy and then you learn the ins and outs. Ins and outs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, from there, I think I was uh, lucky enough to have meet other people who had the same interests. And then then we attempt to make bad movies <laughs> in the next two years and by god some of them are bad but it's always looked funny to look back at how bad it was I was going to say have you looked at anything recently oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that noise tells me everything I need to know (laughs) yeah it's so bad and then I think the worst thing is that we all thought it was like great at the time time. (laughs) yeah till like I think people say that's not that's not good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got a I gotta thank my friend David and Fembark. There was there's something you know, like I think I was in second year. I was like so, so proud of it. It's just fucking shy, yeah. but I was so proud of it. But they they ripped it. They completely ripped it. Then I was like emotionally hurt, but I'm glad they did. But you know what? You know what? It's actually a good friend that was willing to <laughs> yeah, do that too because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more valuable than absolutely. Yeah, I remember like I was really annoyed, but then afterwards I'm like. I kind of like butchered my everything I did wrong and then, yeah. you know, figured out what not to do and what makes it right. And yeah, like yeah. That. So sometimes I feel like, you know, if someone's like, oh, 
what do you what do you think of this and um kind of have to tell the truth <laughs> otherwise yeah, yeah. they won't learn you yeah, know? yeah sometimes yeah so that's also important if you don't know what's wrong with what you make yeah you just you're never going to improve game. exactly yeah. yeah um yeah i think and then what was the point where you what was it that you first made that you were both happy with yourself and you felt that others still were oh, okay okay <laughs> <laughs> still learning um yeah i don't really know what i was actually happy then um See, it doesn't matter if I was happy as long as someone else is happy. happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose I, in that regard, you know, you know, you work in the space, so yeah. I guess it's delivering what the client wants is the most important thing, regardless of how you may feel about exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, I'm probably not going to like it by the end of it anyway. But yeah. uh, as long as the client's happy, you know, yeah. only then they're going to call you back for anything. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, it was a couple of years of making bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> And it was coming to the end of college. Uh, what happened then? Then uh, I was pretty much fighting with my department to, uh, because they were like, you can't make a short film. It was just, it was not an option because I was doing a computer science degree. Okay. And <laughs> uh, even though we had like video modules and all this, um, and every time someone has made a short, it's been just really, really bad. Yeah. Up, up, at least up to that point, at least that's what uh, my, uh, those lectures were saying, you know, it's, you know, they want some experimental thing and blah, blah, blah. So my experimental, the project I was uh, proposing was uh, about special effects. I think final year college is when, you know, went up that next level or, you know, actually getting out of the crappy film situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I did like so much research on uh, special effects and then try to actually make a short film and do all these little 3D graphics and um, hell, we even had little spaceships and stuff going on that didn't look god awful. Um, <laughs> I remember the demo day, right? Was, of course, the classic thing you know you do in college movie about someone taking drugs. <laughs> that was yeah. that was it. But in the end of my one, you know, there's someone, one of my friends, getting their nuts blown off. You know, and then I, I did not the classic the, initially depressing short film yeah, that most exactly, people make. You know, I think what, what the, this whole story was. You take drugs and then bad things will happen to you. <laughs> In a subtle message for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was um, funny. We're still all friends and then everyone talked to them and we still like make films. The same, same guy that made music yeah. five years ago still makes Sent music. Us every, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we, we all, I think, uh, got better at our craft anyway. But it yeah. all started to take some people shut off. And <laughs> <laughs> all the good stories, Chico. All, all the good stories. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, so then, what point did you transition from like doing it for yourself and uh, as a thing of interest into actually mm. doing projects for for other people? Yeah. So, and then college was finished, and then there was that limbo period. I was like, mm, I'm in the real world. I'm in the real world. How do I make money? Uh, I think within the first year, um, it was it was quite rough because uh, one, I was still not sure what what to do how how, how to even start because like i had a uh, digital media design science degree which i we have no experience with yeah. making films or anything like that and then one thing everyone looks for is like a showreel a website pretty much a portfolio yeah, yeah which all i had i think at the time that i even remotely considered was decent was my final year 
uh, short, short film. film. Yeah. yeah, but obviously with the content I put in, it's not exactly <laughs> yeah. bring it to commercial yeah, clients. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, uh, definitely shot myself in the foot with that one. But I think my friend uh, Finbar, Finbar McHugh, graffiti artist, well known here in Galway, um, and Finbar is all positive and it's like you know all the artists, and he was he was really helped me and persuaded me. This is this is what you want to do, so you yeah. should do it instead of. Doing selling out and doing yeah. any job just for the sake of making money, kind of thing. Yeah. You know? I think uh, Fimber is an excellent example of someone who's pursued that ideology and it's worked out quite well for him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So and he had a bit of experience at that point. Uh, yeah, I think he was already doing it for like two years at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, so I started making graffiti videos with Fimber. <laughs> that's, that's uh, I think that's the first sort of commercial kind of thing and then I remember making a video with Pat Dibley which is like his book launch at the time yeah. uh, before Pat was really big I think yeah. <laughs> and then people saw that and then I think that's that's basically how it all started so I gotta I gotta thank Finbar for a lot of stuff yeah, yeah. that's um, cool yeah and then then I was getting sick of I think making graffiti videos God, I don't remember what happened. There was a, because I'd done so many different projects since. That's just. I would say it's hard to keep track of it. Yeah, but that's definitely how it started. And then that's yeah. when, like, oh, someone was actually paying me to do something. It's like, oh my god, there's hope. You're like, wait, I could do this and get paid. Yeah, yeah. There was like, there was a bit of hope. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was still really hard. I remember. Well, do you find that when like commercial clients come to you? they may necessarily know that they want a video but they have no real idea of what it is they want or what you know yeah that's that's always problematic when they you could tell by the email or the phone calls like oh god they don't know what they want it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be difficult you know yeah funny enough there's only like one job that I couldn't actually mentally cope by it's just like no I don't want the money I don't care how much how many hours uh you pay me I, for I, yeah. I just started, like, I knew if I took even the deposit, then like this, this is it. It's gonna be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't great. <laughs> but that was that was a couple of years ago. But yeah, only one job I couldn't actually finish because it was just uncooperative clients. You know, they're, they're just expecting all the crazy stuff. It's like yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you tell them this is what you should give me, and then yeah, yeah. This is you want a blockbuster movie on an indie budget, is it? Exactly. Yeah. This is like um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, thankfully I never had to do that again, but yeah, I was, yeah. I, I had a bad feeling, I was like, oh, I'm not going to take any money, this is not worth it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's good too, it's good to still be doing the, the stuff you love, but have the, the, the sense to know at what point you're... Went through kind of yeah. Yeah, you'll be desire, your desire to do it will be stretched beyond your creativity yeah. or interest in it. And I've seen some of the other interesting projects you're working on, just kind of flicking through your website here, one that you're kind of working on at the moment, uh, and you mentioned Unwind TV. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So uh, we did ten episodes of that earlier this year uh, with uh, a few others: Julia Monard, Manolo Marcano, uh, Chris Crehan, and uh, Bernard, who I actually don't know his name, but he owns the he owns the Forge. Um, yeah, that was kind of an experimental project that uh, to see if we could do a music live music show in a. Like we literally shoot everything within two hours of you know setup and yeah. uh, put it all together, make it look like reasonable quality, you know, television like. 
Yeah, so we did 10 and now now we're just trying to figure out what what's the next step kind of thing. Yeah. What's for season 2? What's for season 2? Yeah. It's funny that it was it was easy enough getting people on it, but yeah. uh I mean we're learning cuz like, we didn't know anything about YouTube and you know, the, obviously the goal, goal was to monetize yeah. it at some point, but then you were like even start I, I don't know, do you know like you need like 10,000 subscribers before you can, you can monetize, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the trick from what I've seen with those kind of things or anyone on YouTube is don't start out wanting to monetize it. If you exactly. Can, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Start a project. Like just keep making for the love of kind of doing it. Yeah, yeah. And if it happens to work out, then yeah. great. Yeah, like, it's like great. Yeah, it's like it was a complete waste. Um, yeah, I mean, I think now, I remember like even last, even though we did 10 episodes, we actually did 11. But there was this huge uh, <laughs> disaster somewhere where we, we won't mention any names, but there was a, uh, a rapper, right? Yeah. And then we were trying to change things up instead of you know musicians and blah blah yeah. blah but then none of us were familiar with rapping like the music rap like, yeah. um, and then and when the editing came I was like wow those lyrics sound really familiar and then they were like oh no those are like uh, lyrics from uh, yeah, Jackson song or something like that yeah. then you do like this Google and they're like oh like most rappers use like samples from loads of different songs so that's how it works you can't go <laughs> I mean, doing that. You can't do that. It's like, oh no. Uh, um, yeah, so we, we learned that. No, I had no idea, but that's my lack of knowledge. About music. Yeah, but in fairness, like it's a silly thing like that that you would never know unless you but had they to. They didn't know either that yeah. it was wrong. It's like, what do you mean you don't know that it's not okay? How can yeah. you? Yeah. Just like, okay. Oh, I just took this other guy's photos. It was fine. I'm sure he's gone. <laughs> yeah, because exactly. yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, oh. yeah, I'm sure you had that experience. Just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I found one of my images being used for, uh, I won't say for who or what, but it was being circulated in Galway for an email newsletter for a large company. And, they're, oh. and I contacted them. They're like, oh, yeah, we saw it on Instagram. We really liked it. And I was like, could have messaged me. <laughs> yeah. Could just ask me some yeah. names there, at least, you know. <laughs> but uh, so just for those who aren't familiar, basically with unwind, what you tend to do is you bring a musician in or a band, whatever it might be. Yeah. You interview them, and they actually play music. Yeah. All part of how long does the episode normally run? Uh, but, it'll be under thirty minutes. So the the system is, um, inter, you know, introduction by Julia, and then they play a song, and then they'll come sit on the couch and chat with Julia about all sorts of different things, and then yeah. play another song back and forth. And yeah, so they play three songs and all sorts of emotional chats in between. You know, yeah. we try to not be like silly questions, just actually you know try to know their people. Yeah, and, yeah, and see what happens. Yeah, like. pretty much. Yeah, yeah it's kind of. It was like Google Talks sometimes do it really long and we kind of yeah. went that way, yeah. <laughs> um, not turn, you're not turning into TED Talks just yet, like? No. <laughs> with music. Yeah. With music. music yeah. And you've worked with Julia as well before in uh, a little cinema to some extent, haven't you? You've, seen yes. you've done some of the, the one-take film challenges and the 48-hour yeah, challenges. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, what was it? when did I first know a little cinema, guys? 2016, I think it was January. And I wasn't really great at speaking in public or anything at the time. I mean, I got a lot better, but I think a lot had to do with little cinema. Um, <clears throat> You'll find that most people who tend to be behind the camera are yeah, generally pretty crap. Actually, So Julia, Kenny, and Liam, they're... I, I, I made it my first music video and, uh, with uh, Tracy Bruin. And uh, I don't know what I made at that point. I was like, okay, is this good? Is this bad? Whatever. And then I can't remember who told me. 
uh, at the time, I was like, oh, you should like send it in and see what happens. Yeah. Um, and I was really super shy. Like, oh, well, okay, chance it. Yeah. And then sent it in, and then they're like, oh, we'd love to screen it, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, that was it. I assume I was super awkward on stage first time. But, but um, there was, God, so many things happened uh, that year because of Little Cinema that I had to super thank those guys for. Um, I showed something, and then uh, people, like, you know, talk to you. It's a really great place for networking, especially if you're super shy. Yeah. Um, I suppose at least you know you're on the same kind of wavelength as the people are in the room already. Like. Yeah, exactly. And then people want to come meet and chat to you and uh, make other stuff, which is all I really wanted to do anyway. Because it's like, you know, you make videos, but after a while you realize you need a lot more people if you want to make something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like. Um, so that was good. I remember the second thing I showed, uh, and I a really good friend of mine he he was there at the time because he just flew from stateside uh, Justin Davey and uh, he dropped me a message was like no, do you want to meet up blah blah blah, blah, blah. and then, then he got me into making this uh, short film which is actually 30 minutes long <laughs> with a friend uh, we met when he was in LA and then they wrote this thing and then he came back just, just for those few months to film this it was just complete chance we shot that over like a month I remember in the end it was in like so many festivals within that the next year I mean Australia and all those stuff. like I did not expect yeah. what was that called? Uh, it was called Adulting okay uh, like, like, uh, 2016 yeah, yeah. Uh, it was in the film flat and then it was in all sorts of places to the point I don't even know how many places yeah so that was um, yeah that, that happened out of nowhere and then the film won like awards for best director and all this stuff um i was only the editor and cinematographer but um yeah that was that was crazy because i was like wow <laughs> how did that happen yeah um and immediately after after that actually i went traveling for eight months in 2016 um in between that i managed to shoot another film because someone else saw adulting and uh, they realized we made it out with no money yeah yeah <laughs> and, uh, they're like, oh, do you want to shoot this film? I remember it. Uh, it's called Along Like Grass, uh, written by Seamus Scanlon. Uh, he's a playwright, yeah. and uh, he's going to produce this movie, which is like the third part of the, the McGowan trilogy. I remember we shot that after that. Like, all, all these things happened pretty much, you know, right after that. It's almost like a spiraling kind of effect. Yeah, and then I remember... I know there was like years past. Uh, Long Like Grass also did really well. It's still in festivals after all these years. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's. Uh, and Marquette Aguilar did the music in that one? Okay. Yeah. yeah, the girl from the Swell Season. From once? From Yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I think that's what they call yeah. themselves when they um, when they, they tour as a band, I think. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so this guy, like, like wow, I could put my images into like a freaking Oscar bidding composer pretty much yeah. um, that was cool and that out of, came out of nowhere it was basically someone saw the other thing we made yeah. Um, so yeah crazy crazy things happen like that. yeah it's uh, I just found the trailer for it here so I'm going to have a look at that in a minute yeah um, yeah Marquette Glove Academy Award winner mentioned in this piece as well there you go that. yeah your name right there <laughs> why not <laughs> 
it's yeah. got your name, Ashika, and then just a couple of sentences Ooh, away, it's got Academy Award like winner. This is a uh, film Ireland. Well, film Ireland. Yeah, we'll put some links in the show notes for this, anyways. <laughs> um, so kind of things pretty much took off from there, then really. Well, I wouldn't say it took off. Like I think I, I I was in that moment in life. I was like still lost. I'm still lost. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to go travel, and then yeah. my good friends David and Alan. Uh, Alan Walsh Alan Walsh and David Owens I presume yeah and um, they persuaded me sometime in early 2016 that I should go traveling with them because they have this idea yeah they created this project called Until April um, which is just a band the whole point is if you you get to April you go till next April okay (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so but like you know they did it in a very business kind of system if you hit these targets we'll go to the next step if you don't that's it Yeah, yeah yeah Uh, they were like they had this system where busking was um, pretty much going to get not allowed in loads of cities in uh, Europe yeah. and that was going to be a problem for buskers so they had this great idea of doing these silent disco headsets with electronic music but mobile somehow yeah. um, <clears throat> powered by car batteries and all sorts of stuff <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. um, and I was obviously looking for any sort of adventure at the time there was yeah. uh, no plan um He said we start in Berlin uh, because David had experience living in Berlin and already knew how things were starting up. Um, So, yeah, so four of us went to Berlin and kind of lived on the road life for a couple of months. I remember seeing those videos popping up on my yeah. Facebook feed and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think people thought like we were having like the great. We were having great time. It was still really, really yeah. hard. Yeah, people yeah. People were like, "Oh, you're partying all the time." Yeah, but we also yeah, worked. You're like, that's called editing people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah was like, oh my god, it was so much fun. And like, yeah, I mean, they didn't know about like the drama for like our stuff getting stolen and. Um, oh yeah, I've heard about that. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, that happened within the first two weeks after yeah. we left and that was like you know like oh this is it <laughs> yeah yeah we got two weeks uh, but thankfully you know we managed to solve the problems or at least find alternative things yeah, and yeah. keep going um, yeah and then just bits you know, bits of uh, I think four cities in Switzerland we spent most of our time in Berlin because we really loved it and uh, the weather was good people were good they were making a lot of cash for buskers for a yeah. day. Uh, it was it was kind of a gimmick at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But it was working. Yeah. And then you know we, we saw like our style and everything was changing. We were like pretty much four people wearing the same kind of clothes. It was really funny when you were thinking about it. Slowly morphing. Three of them had the same shoes. Yeah. Like, oh my god, are you really really <laughs> going there? Um, but yeah, that was that was uh, that was a great experience of. Um, I think doing the unknown because people always have a fear of doing anything, and I think yeah. I had that too, especially before that, because you know we will we will be in this crap situation, and then you kind of have to just deal with them. You have to problem solve, and you have to exactly. I think before that, I was really bad at it. I will panic more than anything. Yeah. But David was, and Alan were really experienced with these stuff, so so it was kind of it was really good for me. I think yeah, yeah. the lack of fear and then just jumping in and doing yeah. some deal with the consequences later kind yeah. of thing yeah so that was it was really good we lived on a really road eating kebabs and all sorts of cheap shit counting money I mean the worst was like we would get so many so many coins yeah that we would have to go to different places but uh, they, they wouldn't the take coin. all the coins out for you 
Yeah, no, it's got we we couldn't do it because like in the the banks won't change the money unless you have an account, especially yeah. in Germany when things were uh, really strict. I mean, we'll go like to these dodgy places. I remember like people like yell at you. It's like, where did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember it was some busker girl, and then like people just think she was a stripper because she has so much money to change from things. And like, you think it's bad for you? <laughs> yeah, it was worse for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was um, that was fun. Yeah, I mean, you you just learn to not emotionally take it. Like you go, there's shit people. And, yeah, yeah. And there's also good people. So yeah. It sounds like you're kind of journey through like learning about filmmaking and then getting better. It wasn't just about the process or the skill set. It actually kind of helped you develop as a person too, as well along the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think um, I, I was just trying video. Pretty much my job on that trip was to make guys look really good doing what they do yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact we're having fun and then when you know people it's all about perception <laughs> yeah, yeah. what you saw wasn't exactly 100% what happened but yeah, yeah. you know that's that's kind of I suppose the video works it's kind of I suppose you've done your job yeah, yeah. did you have you seen the was it the fire festival yes I have oh, man. I yes. can cry laughing it's like this is, this is exactly yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it's kind of hard to believe that anyone thought that was ever going to work out <laughs> I, I I almost admire how deluded that guy is. You know, I kind of wish I could go through life, yeah, being that completely ignorant of reality. <laughs> it was amazing. I just uh, I, I was just hoping there was an actual fire. Yeah, so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that you missed. That, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so that that finished up, and you came back to Ireland. No, actually, I think yeah. um, we by the end of it. Me and David decided that uh, with the money we were like made on the road that we go to Sri Lanka for some. It was a completely random drunken decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, we just bought the tickets one way, um, and we had no plans. And then Alan and Lisa went to the Southeast Asia somewhere else. And I remember staying like three months in Sri Lanka. I stayed three months exactly in Sri Lanka. That was uh, that was kind of eye opening for me because. Um, you know, I, I never really stayed there that long as an adult. You know, yeah, yeah. as a kid, like I went here and there on holidays, but it was it was completely, it was literally going back to see how things are, which, yeah, yeah. which wasn't that different. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think me and I ended up traveling. I think seven months all together. Okay. In Malaysia, and then, then I was uh, I was bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But from running out of money as well, but I was more like uh, kind of lost because I was just like traveling, and then I was one of those. Sappy Fox, it was like, oh, I'm looking, going looking for myself. And yeah, then, yeah. And you meet other people, they're saying the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. And like, ah, oh, no. Maybe we'll all find each other. Yeah, it's pretty much like, <laughs> right here, right now, this is it. Um, it, was, it was really funny. It, but like, the whole repetition thing came along at that point. Yeah. Because uh, like, you kind of meet the same kind of people. And then you also meet this, oh, I'm going to travel forever. It's yeah. very realistic, is it? Yeah. Yeah, you need to do something. You need to, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe <laughs> but uh, yeah then I came back and I was kind of eager to uh, work and stuff again yeah. and then then we were actually doing the editing of the long white grass that's 2017 at that point I remember when I mean, 2017 uh, yeah, yeah it's hard to remember I'd say yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so maybe let's have a quick chat about where you're at at the moment what are you working on what are you doing what am I working on on a music video that we're going to shoot next weekend in Dublin 
for a couple of days for Jacob Koopman. He's a kind of a known busker down in Market Street, friend of David. Um, yeah. So we were trying to figure out uh, it's an idea to get smoke grenades, but getting stuff to Ireland is just a pain in the ass. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, we're, we're, it was like a pretty much, you know, within the last 10 days that the whole thing came along. So we're kind of still in the pre-production, trying to yeah. make everything work. Yeah. You know, last minute central, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the next thing. Uh, I guess, like, as you said, you're probably still learning the whole time as well. Exactly. Yeah. Always. It's, it's, it's what's the point if you're not learning, yeah. you know? And is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to doing? Is there any big project that you kind of have in your in your mind for long term? Mm, oh, I think we're going to do well long term. Okay, long term. I'm starting. We'll be doing a feature length film. Yeah, but that'll be a two or three year commitment. Yeah. And also persuading other people to yeah. do it with you. Yeah. That that's what I want to do. I think uh, it's going to be really difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First thing is the script, and then the next thing is the production value, which you want to keep high. And, uh, <laughs> by spending no money. <laughs> by spending no money. Well, there's some ways you could keep yeah, it yeah. high without spending more money. Yeah. But um, I think, uh, yeah, I think learning some cinema cameras would be the next thing. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I have hit the max- limits of. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think I have hit maximum with uh, specific, you know, the level of camera. The gear you're using at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think... Um, so you're in that lovely cycle of constantly buying stuff and then using uh, stuff and then wanting more stuff and then yeah. buying other stuff and going, oh, no, I have this Constant. stuff. Constant, actually, yeah. yeah. I've been very disappointed with Sony recently. Um, so, yeah. well, I find the best thing to do is just don't go near the internet or Amazon if you had a drink or two. Because <laughs> then next week, something's going to arrive in the post. You're like, oh, I did buy that lens. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's going to be such a pain. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this summer... End up uh, doing these summer camps teaching uh, kids, which I never thought I would ever do. Yeah. Is um, teaching them. Uh, we did this young journalism course. So okay. we had like loads of uh, Chinese children coming in from different schools okay. in China. And I was teaching them like the base photography and video. They were young, young kids, but you know, try to keep them engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite hard. Oh my God. Yeah, we yeah. think the attention span is uh, a difficult one, is it? Yeah, you know, I had like 36 kids at the same time. It was, it was like, I, I, I had this smile on me at how ridiculous the whole situation was. <laughs> it was like, how did I end up here? But okay, okay. And I always think with these scenarios, if like you from five or ten years ago could see that, oh. you'd be like, how, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, that, yeah, and I tend to like laugh at the most ridiculous situation, like, haha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the easy living out there a couple of months ago. That was kind of cool. Yes, I saw that on your that's uh, on your website and you land on there as well. Mm, it's a big enough commercial project, was it? Yeah, I suppose. Um, it's it's only thirty seconds long, but I've never spent so much time on thirty seconds in my life. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it was a uh, was on, we had like two weeks, I think three weeks, and they were trying to get because all the paperwork and all that stuff. Yeah. they didn't have everything done before you know long before the thing gets even released it was kind of like how the system worked but yeah yeah that was a that was a good experience yeah like, yeah uh, it was cool because they built like a whole set in this big uh, warehouse just where this room is totally yeah. fake yeah there's a lot of green screen in there yeah I'm watching it now thinking this does look like a lot of work <laughs> it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah uh, but 
Yeah, that was a. Uh... Okay, so maybe just kind of conscious of time.、Mm. Someone who is back way back at the start of your journey.、Mm-hmm. Couple of tips for them. They want to start out. They want to get into making some movies or making some short films or even just getting comfortable using the camera to record stuff or do something they're interested in. What would you? What's your advice for them? How would you? What would you save them? Where's the grief that you take away from them?、Mm, I think the my biggest regret is, regret, but is that、uh, having a portfolio. So say even if you're in college or whatever, but make sure you do extra stuff to、yeah. fill up your portfolio because. College projects are not going to do it, you know. In、yeah. the end,、uh, so that's that's why it was a slow burner when I was coming out of college. I had not much to prove that I could do any of this stuff. Yeah. So I think if I was in college, I'd probably be like less partying completely and then、yeah. actually making stuff to increase my、yeah. increase my portfolio and skills. Yeah. Because、yeah. uh, you know, every time you do a different type of video, you could say you know, made a music video, or made this done a documentary, or done yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, So I suppose the classic kind of hands-on time really is is valuable. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.、Um, I think experience. I mean, like there's that difference between talent and experience, but at the same time, you know, they're both the valuable. Experience you have, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to learn, just go to YouTube and learn it. You know. Yeah, I, I'd advocate that as well. There's nothing you can't learn from YouTube,、exactly. especially like I don't think I could go. To People、go. are very generous with their skill set on YouTube. I feel it's amazing, <laughs> and I think it's because they're passionate about it themselves.、So、they don't mind showing yeah,、exactly. you what they love. Yeah, yeah. And then、uh, there's so many of it. Like you know,、yeah. okay, there's a very few things you can. But、yeah. then, any particular recommendations for people? Hmm, who's、uh, that's really good? I follow Philip Bloom. But、okay. uh, he's a he's a DP director. He's an amazing photographer and absolutely loves cats. Amazing, the greatest cat photos you'll ever see. Okay. And he doesn't even do it professionally for cat photos. But yeah,、uh, yeah I, I have this real interest in、uh, cameras.、Um, and even though people say, "Oh, your camera doesn't matter," it does matter. It absolutely does matter. But、yeah. it only matters if you understand what yeah, you yeah. have and yeah, why yeah. you need the next one and、yeah. why you shouldn't do. Yeah. Like, You know this. You know. Any recommendations? What you'd recommend for people starting out then, if they want to just get into a basic camera?、Um, I wouldn't get a DSLR. Yeah. That this is for video, not photos. Yeah.、Uh, would... There's so many good options.、Um, yeah. Even Panasonic, Sony. They're, yeah. They're they're definitely doing better with video stuff. But、um... suppose get comfortable with what you have and see what's、yeah. right for you then. Yeah, because、yeah. uh, I mean they all have good systems.、Uh, I mean, bigger the sensor, the better. That's the only.、Problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> and、uh, okay, for anyone then who wants to learn a bit more about your work, watch some of your videos, see what you're up to. Give us、uh, a bit of follow me on Instagram or just check out my website. Probably my Instagram. Yeah.、Uh, what What is your Is it Nishika underscore Films on Instagram? Uh, yes. I think it is. I'm here. Yes, I'm just here、yes, right、yes, now. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, yeah. I think、um, yeah, we're yeah, one thing I didn't mention. I always try like lo- we're trying loads of film competitions with their group because、uh, um, limitations and challenges are always good to. Yeah, yeah I suppose yeah. you know. Even though you're never gonna win. Limitations imposed by someone else, and then you you have to work with what the what you have. Yeah, it's a good yeah. point. It's a good point. Okay, anyone else you want to shout out to or mention or thank when we're. Gosh. <laughs> Again, I can、uh, spot there.、Uh, well, I can I can edit out the big gap where people's <laughs> names didn't jump to mind. <laughs> I think I already mentioned Fimbar a million times.、Uh, David and Alan.、Uh, I mean, I had a great big 
group of great friends. I think you probably know a lot of them yeah. that are creative or skillful at something, and yeah. they're always going after their dream, which is it's very important to have people like that around you. Do you think was that a, that seems like it was of particular value to have been surrounded by other people who are passionate about what they do? And I think so, mentally for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, five six years I would never thought about like going busking with these people, yeah, taking yeah. absolute chance, doing all sorts yeah. of crazy stuff, making videos. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of vital actually. Yeah, yeah. so um, one thing I'm really bad at is contacting other people. It's like, well, well, but you can you don't have to yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. I know a lot of people that can just contact other people and all of a sudden you make a great bond and create yeah. stuff and then things happen connections happen yeah um, so yeah. maybe get yourself out of your comfort zone and support the people around you who are trying to do something positive as well pretty much yeah cool yeah cool nice. I think we've uh, we've covered a good bit of ground there Lishika yeah that actually went really quick yeah I know <laughs> yeah yeah would you believe we've talked for over 40 minutes I know yeah yeah wow. Well, listen, thanks again for joining me. Thank you, yeah. Really enjoy that. And uh, I will look forward to, in three or four years' time, watching the feature film. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I know I said it. I yeah. do it. Yeah, it's too late now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Cheers. Folks, that is it for today's episode. We will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to Creative Voices. This podcast is sponsored by Treebark Store and produced by P3B Photography. For more information, find us on Instagram, treebark.store or at p3b underscore photos. You can visit our website, treebarkstore.com or p3bphotography.com. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode.